Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Aloha and namaste, my yoga revealed family. I hope you're doing so well and thriving during the summer of 2021. My name is Alec Vishal Rubin, and I am so grateful to be your brother in breath, body, and in the heart of yoga. Today, I am joined on the podcast with a dear brother in my life who has influenced me with the Tao, the way of tea. There is a flow of the water in how it may impact our consciousness when we're mindful, along with nourishing the mind. Meet Kirsten Brewer of Tortoise Tea, who is also a close confidant and coworker of the well-known Richard Rudd, channeler of the Gene Keys. I believe you're going to love this unique episode and be sure to check out the episode on YouTube where you can watch us sharing this conversation while drinking tea at his amazing tea set. Ceremony is life. I hope you enjoy this episode of the Yoga Revealed podcast. Mm. Namaste, Yoga Revealed podcast. Thank you so much for being here, being present each and every day. We have the opportunity to show up in a whole new way. And speaking of showing up, I've found many different tools in my own life that are within the practices of yoga that assist in the emotional fortitude on how I get to present myself to the world, to my only my, my own day practice, day-to-day practice. And I'm so excited to be able to share with you and introduce to you someone who has been a, a influential teacher, mentor, friend, and guide into the Tao, the way, the, the way of yoga, the way of tea. His name's Kirsten Brewer. And we've been friends for ten years, maybe I don't know. Nine years. Close it's it's to, been yeah, it's been a long least. time. And uh, Kurt Kirsten is very well versed in the realm of Gene Keys. He's um, a, he he knows a lot of chanting through the Tibetan Buddhism practice. And 
the, the way of tea has just influenced his life so much. I can't really, I don't feel like I can introduce him as well as he could share the insights on what has transformed his life. And I will mention, if you're listening to this on audio, you can head on over to our YouTube and you'll be able to see the video recording of this conversation because we are going to be drinking tea. And he has this amazing tea room that I'm sitting in here in Denver, Colorado, where so many friends and family and people that I know and that I don't know come through and they sit and we get lit. On tea. And when I say when we get lit on tea, I really mean to say we're totally getting lit on tea, but we're also going deep, deep inside. So, Kirsten, thank you for welcoming me here again and again and again over the years. I cherish our friendship and the connection that you've brought into my life through having a relationship to tea as yoga. So, hi. Hello. <laughs> I love to ask you what I ask everybody, you know, how was yoga first revealed to you? Mm, the revelation. Um, well, in this very room, my, uh, my friend Eric Nez uh, stayed here um, for some months and painted in this room. Incredible he, painter. Incredible painter, paints a lot of uh, devotional artwork dedicated and devotee to yoga. Mm. Um, almost every single piece is a posture and a pose that comes through in this transmission for him and these ecstatic states of, of, <laughs> of uh, his creations and um, bringing live music and uh, paints every year at Beloved Festival and paints temples and rooftop, uh, the ceilings inside of temples and like with these hands that come down and like, it's just incredible, like what he does. And um, yeah, so he, um, yeah, he came and stayed here and he's a, a yogi, true yogi. Um, and his, uh, his family is also, comes from a, a family of yogis, yeah. uh, father and mother as well. So he was really raised in it as well. I remember when you were when he was here. I came over and he had just finished 108 sun salutations, and this was early on in my career of studying and practicing yoga. And I remember he had this painting of him, like it was a like fast forward motion of 108 sun salutations or something like that. It was mm -hmm. it was really cool. Sorry, continue. Yeah, that was the Siri Namaskara painting yeah. of his. Yeah, that's really beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> incredible. I love that. That is one of your influential introductions to yoga yes yeah um well he was in here and we had to we had to take down the lights and yeah. all the things so he could do his practice uh, uh, uh privately uh in in this room and uh and this was before this became the tea room as well and also an influential brother in bringing tea into my life mm -hmm. and sharing that that part of yoga as well and uh he um uh, yeah, there's a, there's an essence to like what he shared with me in the just short time, several months that he was here and, um, without pushing me or, or prodding me, it was like, Hey, come to yoga. I'm doing some things at one of these places. Just, just come. And so I went and the first thing I realized is I had toes. <laughs> 
that was like my first revelation of like getting off of a mat after a, after a class and going, oh my God, I've had toes this whole time. And I can isolate them? <laughs> like, well, I can spread them? Staring at them and like, yeah, it's like, well, they've been hiding behind socks for so many years. <laughs> I think so many of our listeners, myself included, can resonate with that little gentle, non-aggressive pushing nudge like, hey, come check out yoga. My best friend, Keeper, he took me to my first yoga class. So I love that. I love that so much. Um, also, I know that the listeners can't really see, but the viewers on YouTube, they, they can. And to just see the setup, you know, what, what kind of like, when we say tea, someone might be thinking like Yogi tea bags, which is, you know, great at 1am sometimes, but then also like, that's not what this is. What, what is this tea approach? And as you're beginning to, you know, pour some tea for you and I, can you explain what is this approach to tea? What's it called? Gong Fu, right? Mm-hmm. And um, what's that mean? And, and what are we about to do while we have this conversation? Just to like share a little piece of insight. Yeah, to give a little bit of framework. Yeah, to, please. Uh, and a little storyline to, uh, uh, to this. Well, um, these are very s- small pots. Um, and they um, are of special clays. Uh, quite a few different clays in this room, quite a few pots. Um, and they all bring out different essences and different qualities of different tea. And um, we could start with like the, the, the Gung Fu method is an old method, about 400 years or so. Um, and tea stretches back in cultures for thousands and thousands of years. Uh, but the Gung Fu method is a, a Chinese uh, philosophy and connection, and it's the uh, the art of tea. And Gung Fu is like the art of, mm. it's like the mastery of. And it's some of that essence is, is to master something is not necessarily to own it. It's to really connect with what is happening inside of us when we're refining ourselves so it's like when we think of a martial art like we never actually get to this point of mastery in a sense the mastery is in this drive and this ability to soften into the connection of of refinement and self-improvement I think that stretches into a lot of different practices as well. Mm. And so to master something is the master that kind of energy almost inside of us Mm. that, and then, and then we get to refine, refine, refine beyond the limits of what we even think mastery is. Refine through inquiry. Yeah. And refining in the sense of like relaxing into the experience. And we could think of it like Qigong or a martial art. It's like the the mastery almost comes from um, from really dropping into the space of of like we could be doing qigong and be doing the same pose for six years, but then all of a sudden, in this moment of connection, we can tilt our wrists just a tad bit and realize that 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 even brings us closer to the connection. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> and we almost had to work through those six years to realize that because mm. it's really dropping deeper into our attunement, deeper into our practice. Mm. So that's why even the Chinese say 10,000 hours to become a master at something. When it's easy for us to start logging hours, <laughs> like, oh, I'm at 9,900, let's celebrate. <laughs> mm-hmm. When it's really 10,000 in, in that culture is really about almost infinity. So it's like mastery is the seeking, you know, um, energy. Mm. And, uh, and then in that never ending seeking, almost, we end up finding a place of rest in our practice, Mm. because there's nothing to actually attain at this top Mm. level. (laughs) So Mm. it lets us improve at this like pace in our drive and where we are in the moment, instead of maybe reaching for a very specific thing Mm. and i think that that's where like tea really comes in and really teaches us because you know for me i've been i've been pouring tea which seems like a very simple act and it is a very simple act but it keeps revealing itself just like that yoga inside it keeps revealing new petals of understanding around what it is that we're even doing and connecting to. So I could be using the same pot, the same tea, the same um, methods, the same water, all the same tools, but every single tea session and tea sit and meditation and contemplation is almost this completely new thing. It's mm-hmm. like the quote, um, a man cannot step in the same river twice for he is not the same man nor is the same river so much so where you one yogi practitioner can do the same yoga asanas each and every day yet the frame may change and especially the contents that make up the poses the internal experience most definitely will shift day to day year after year i think that's a profound mirror yeah, I love that. And, and the planets are in a different place. The moon is in a different place. Mercury is <laughs> retrograde for like the next eight months. <laughs> we are in a new place. Yes. You know, so it constantly allows this never-ending lotus to be opening within us. And mm-hmm. I really like that inward visualization of the, like the unveiling of things, mm-hmm. you know, and we're constantly opening and, and then being open to that opening, <laughs> you know. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a a connection for me. And what I, I feel like the true essence of tea is as well. And, and connecting to the spirit of, of tea, and then connecting to the veriditas of, of nature, the green lush nature of the world and plants and, and flora of the world. Like tea is that gateway that gateway into that connection for me and I I see it. And so it's a plant medicine in that essence. And, um, and it always is revealing something new. (laughs) There's always something new. And, and then when we bring other teas in, then we're exploring different realms of different tea, you know, it's getting us closer to that plant realm and closer Mm. to connection. And, And then when we share it with friends, then that's getting us together in this meditation or just casual, candid conversation, or um, it's this bridge between hearts and this like, 
Well, I love the bridge between hearts. I'll jump in because I, since you've influenced me to invest however much time, energy, money into collecting, you know, the tools of the pots and the cups and the teas and the tea tools and the board. And the next thing for me, a nice big tea table. Um, (laughs) I've had bridge between heart to hearts with other people Mm -hmm. where I'm having a a disagreement or a challenging Mm. conversation. And it's Mm. like, cool, well, let's, let's sit together and have some tea. Yeah. Let's talk. I usually pour some rose (laughs) to start, Yeah, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and the bridge, the heart to heart is, is potent and profound. And, you know, even then um, waking up early, early, I know you do too sometimes and you put on some deep chanting music and one culture or another, whatever it is. Mm. And um, you're drinking tea early and that's a practice. I love the subconscious and the consciousness that we're able to extract and dive into Mm. um, through this practice. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's because there are almost two, like in yoga is that same in in the movement asana is like you can have your self practice, you know, or you can go, you know, and be there with your, your love or your friend you know, or be with their friends out in the mountains doing that, or you can go to uh, a, a class, you know. Um, so, yeah, there's all those connections, and they all create their almost unique ways of connecting to your practice. Mm. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, because it just reveals different things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and... I drink so much tea by myself when my brother comes over here to drink tea. I'm so excited and ecstatic. I'm like, somebody else to drink tea with. I feel very slowly <laughs> with practicing yoga in my own home. I'm like, oh my God, someone's coming yeah. to practice. This is so exciting. You get to share this. Yeah. I like, then I, I look that. into my tummy and I'm like, oh, which one is the right one for today? You which one is the right one for today? Yeah, it starts. it starts... It starts like that's where the contemplation almost begins. And Mm. the more we can kind of get out of our head with that and get into our heart and our belly, the more that the right one really comes because it is a magical practice that way, especially like the deeper connection that we end up getting into with it. It's, it really becomes this magical connection to plant life. Yeah. Well, what, what are we what are we drinking today that you can share with what kind of tea it is and just the mm. the difference of like this tea versus a tea bag mm. that you can get right um well um yeah so so i'm really feeling called to special moments call for special tea <laughs> and even mundane moments call for special, special tea, tea too. <laughs> that's true <laughs> so, so there's a, even a, a, a little a little teaism as we call it like as we're drinking tea some things will just <laughs> pop up into our consciousness and out of our mouths and I was sitting with my friend Elijah Parker an amazing tea master and and um, and Jinkies. Uh, uh, space holder and ambassador and um, a, a just amazing brother of mine. Uh, and we were talking about like, when we're drinking tea, <laughs> there was a moment in my like learning and understanding. I'm like, how do I make a moment special? Hmm. <laughs> and we like, cause we had, we're drinking tea and it was very strong tea. <laughs> And uh, strong in the sense of very, like, opening for us and very, like, uh, transcendental. 
And, uh, <laughs> and we laughed and roared laughter for a moment because it was almost, um, it was almost ridiculous to think of, of like, how do you make a moment special? <laughs> it's the like, moment is so young of like, wow. I am <laughs> creating a moment instead of like, you know, being in the moment. <laughs> the moment's always been. <laughs> right. So that was like, you know, those, those are fun little it's revelations. A hum- it's a humility. <laughs> it's a humble laugh. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm still laughing. <laughs> that was years ago. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a special moment to last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what do well, we got? So, um, in in this little uh, silver vessel, we have uh, some some tea from the '60s, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, what makes this different is, um, uh, well, there's several different classifications of tea. Some some are fresh and some are of this year's spring harvest. Um, and some are uh, older and aged, which then creates a different quality of tea and different experience. And then there's a different um, um, a production level of tea, something that's like plantation. And a lot of times in the modern world, we have um, uh, pesticides and we have agrochemicals and we have pollution and some of those things that make some of the, those teas a little bit more challenging on the body and, and um, kind of hinder some of the spirit that can really be coming out of mm. these plants. And um, so what makes these, uh, these gems um, is uh, very unique. Um, and, uh, and, and quite rare um, to really find these gems. These, um, a lot of the tea that I, that I have and acquire does come from China um, or uh, Vietnam, Laos, uh, Cambodia on the borders of Tibet. I have some tea from Tibet as well. Um, and then as I go out and explore, I have like some medicine men that I get some, hmm. some tea plants from Peru wow. that are roasted over the fire even. So the, as this um, library keeps growing and growing here, um, the, the, the library of medicinal and energetic frequencies um, just keeps growing and growing. And so that. part of what... Uh, I'm called a tea hunter. <laughs> so I like, I go out and I look for these, these very special ones <laughs> and, then, and then hold them on the, on, in the library for when it's time to kind of pull that book out, nice. uh, that old book and, and dust it off, and blow the dust off, <laughs> open it up. Like, you know, the never ending story book or uh, the Lord of Rings or, you know, Tolkien, you know, or Blavatsky or something like, you know, uh, some stanzas if you want to go there too, you know, like some <laughs> Vedic texts and blow that dust off and open them and then read them into the room. And that's bringing that energy and that essence into the room. And and then we're all feeling that that vibration mm-hmm. and connection. So I, I like to, to look at tea that way. Um, and... Uh, uh, but the tea that we're having right now is pu'er. A lot of the tea that I really reach for is pu'er. Um, I like uh, I like some of this old tea because it has 
a tendency to drop deeper into my body and deeper into my root instead of pulling me up into my head and sometimes above my head, which I have a lot of tea that does that as well. And in a tea ceremony or journey uh, session, it's, um, it's nice to have different qualities of energy that are working different ways in the body that then create this journey through these energetic frequencies mm. and they open up and the more we explore, the more we can kind of see like, Ooh, this posture to this posture creates this opening. So it's almost like, why do we have a yoga flow be this specific way? Mm. And so it's, that's the attunement that we get into. And it's like, Ooh, if we go from here to here, what does that actually like open up within us? The, the, the ideas that experience in that moment as well. So um, tea journeying with multiple teas can be that way. And mm. even just drinking two tea, two different teas and two pots of tea, say with a friend, we can even start our session with one and then drink the next one. And that will open up a different kind of sequence mm. or it's kind of like, going to one part of the trail and moving to the other or going to the other part of the trail and moving to the other. <laughs> right. So that's, it's like, should we walk up the mountain or walk down the mountain? <laughs> you know? And uh, so then that it all turns into an exploration, mm. you know, and if, and all the tea is really asking of us is our presence. Mm. So if we can just even put a, a fraction of our presence in with our tea and in with that connection and our sit, then that's all that's really needed. Well, really I think the same could be said for our practice in yoga, mm. you know, and I fall guilty of sometimes not being present. Mm. Presence is my word for 2021. Mm. So I, I really resonate with that share mm. to see how growth can like true growth comes from presence, mm. devotion, persistence, consistency, the willingness to go inside and that's that's just all that i'm hearing it's mm. just to give ourselves the gift of presence mm -hmm. i'm excited for this tea today yes yes this is a, a puer from tibet uh from the late 60s and this is a, a very special tea and has a lot of very nice grounding properties to it um and grounding spirit and uh while at the same time, it opens up this center channel and straightens up the spine and cracks open our chest and heart in a gentle way. <laughs> Some puer can be quite intense, quite intense in this revelation, you know, and in some of uh, our tea practice, we call um, in, in the, in using, uh, tea to reflect on the gene keys which we can talk about in a moment yeah i'd love to get there we um we speak about there being an initiation tea and a contemplation tea of that key so one actually moves you through those the shadow the mm. gift and the city and the other one is for contemplating that key mm. so some of them can be quite fiery mm. <laughs> in that way of just drinking that one to really move through that right that key So as you do prepare this tea for us, like what is your thought when, you know, maybe some 
some some of those who are inspired by tea or or have maybe in college or just are very themselves Buddhists or studied some level of Buddhism, they've probably heard the Tao or the Tao or the way, right? So when you hear that, like what, what, what comes alive in you that you feel like you'd want to share when, when you hear like the, the, the Tao of yoga or the tea of yoga, the yoga of tea, Mm -hmm. where's the Tao and tea and yoga all, where's that, where's that, that center point. Mm. Mm. Pour this tea for us. I'm excited to, to drink. Right. With this little f- contemplation. We haven't had through. tea. Tea yet. So like, as we drink this tea, we'll feel ourselves change. Right. And even accessing different parts of our contemplation that we're doing right now. It's cool. With the tea. Yeah. So we get to start fresh. Yeah. <laughs> and, and move into the space. I'm excited. And, take our uh, our listeners and viewers uh, <laughs> on, on this on this journey here um yes um uh, the 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 Tao, even even the Tao, um kind of almost sabotages it <laughs> itself <laughs> we we almost have to say Tao mm. because to be even say the Tao, it um, creates a separation from ourselves. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's the immediate thing that comes. Um, and uh, uh, a dear friend of mine, um, uh, Solala Towler, he um, uh, he's also a, a tea friend, and uh, he teaches some courses um, and takes some some uh, some people every year to uh, the Wudang monasteries and uh, temples and visits hermits where just come out and hold his like the travelers with 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 him just comes out doesn't speak at all just comes out and holds their hands stares into their eyes and people like end up crying or end up like opening up and these are like these true like deep wisdom holders of this transmission of of Taoism and and I would connect that with everything like Mm. everything is Tao Mm. like so that's what I I think of when I think of Tao (laughs) and um when I think of yoga um and the the yoga of tea um I think of 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 almost studying meridian point energy gateways in my body. So as I do yoga, I'm sensing different channels open and different energy moving to different parts of my body, you know, then the breath accessing that as well. Um, And I feel the exact same way with with tea, except I'm just in a sitting posture. Um, And in Tibetan yoga, a lot of the Tibetan yoga isn't about movement in that way as well Mm. um and so there's a lot of this sitting practice and really observing observing the energies move to different parts of my body Mm. so i would connect tea with that as a as a gateway Mm. that's beautiful love that and uh, you know as we're 
let's say halfway through our just time of recording, even though we're drinking for hours to come. <laughs> I, I'd love to transition the conversation into Gene Keys. Maybe our listeners have heard of the Gene Keys before and heard of Richard Rudd, who channeled the Gene Keys. And um, Kirsten is, is, you know, you've been like a right-hand man to a certain extent with Richard and you've traveled the world and poured tea at, um, I don't know how to call them, Gene Key conventions, if you will. Or Maybe right now the left hand. The left, the left hand. <laughs> the left hand. Yeah, right. <laughs> you've been uh, the, the heart, heart hand. <laughs> I've been the heart hand tea pour just for Richard Rudd yeah. and Gene Keys. I'm just the tea monk. <laughs> I'm the tea monk in the corner. <laughs> yes. I love it. And you are. You really are. And um, you know, what 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 can you say for, for someone who does has, who has no idea what Gene Keys is? Mm. What, what is Gene Keys? Yes. Um that is a deep steep. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> medicine it's like are you sure this is tea uh, <laughs> are we in a maloka somewhere uh, <laughs> <laughs> um uh yes i i would encourage um anyone listening who even um is kind of feeling that spark of like wait what is gene keys to uh to get on genekeys.com and uh, access your free profile and uh, on that little tab and read some of those paragraphs and just explore a little bit there. There's a lot of resources on the site. Um, and that being said, um, yeah, Gene Keys is, is a culmination of, of many different studies and practices that incorporates Taoism, Sufism, Buddhism, uh, Hinduism, and... Uh, uh, like hermeticism, like, and, uh, like I Ching. I Ching. Yeah. It's prime. It's, it's primarily based around the I Ching in the sense of the trigrams and the hexagrams. And it's quite of a magical system. And the I Ching was used as a divination tool even, um, but we don't like to necessarily use it to predict the future but just more of like the divination of like seeing now, mm. like seeing what's happening right now in the world, being able to see things in our friends, see things in ourselves. So I like that as this idea of, of, of divination of really like looking, being able to see things through almost a code like sense without losing our humanity, without turning into a robot, without projecting things into life of, of this is how it is because this book says it is. It's really asking us to tune into ourselves through this kind of like universal wisdom that culminates from all these different times and cultures and into this one um, book of the 64 hexagrams and trigrams that are then laid out very delicately and very beautifully as the shadow gift in the city. And that's the book. So don't be intimidated by this big, thick book. <laughs> very thick book. <laughs> very thick book. Um, and it's a, it's a journey into ourselves. It's a journey into um, our connection with life. 
and it's a mixture of astrology as well. So when you pull up your chart, um, there's the the eleven spheres, and there's a, a a journey and a pathway between these different connections, and all those spheres are correlated to different planets. And the one at the top is the sun. That's where the sun was positioned when we were born. Um, and then the evolution is the mirror of the sun, and that's what we evolve into. And then there's the radiance, which is what really deeply fulfills us in our life. And then there's the purpose, which is our root. And um, that's the earth placement. And then the attraction is where the moon was. And then that's the Venus sequence, which is uh, Venus, Mars, Venus. And then we have the pearl sequence, which is Jupiter, Saturn. And so this correlates also with this astro chart of ours. So if you're into astrology, you get to really like see this this other window or other lens of your astro chart as well. So we get to really like drop into that. And if we're using astrology in this way, we're using astrology as this um, kind of uh, compass and uh, way to have this inner reflection and inner vision and looking into ourselves um, and finding these higher potentials that are within the things that challenge us the most in life, the shadow, and then transmuting that shadow into something positive into the world versus the city and the gift. So within that shadow of a challenge, there's this gift essence. And then if we can really use and <clears throat> grab, harness, and release that gift into the world and into our daily moments and into our internal mentality and inner vision and heart, then that inside of that gift is also the city. Wow. And I've seen so many of my friends just really just grab this and they're just flourishing in life through this like new lens and, mm. and seeing that challenges can present themselves or, well. or are presenting themselves, I would say, <laughs> yeah. as this kind of catalyst to boost us into our higher potential. Mm. So instead of looking at our challenges in life as being something that's burdensome, we look at them as a challenge that we end up getting to use that energy. An opportunity. An opportunity to like to to bring ourselves to a whole another level and bring the planet to a whole another level and do so from a place of like rest and peace and and groundedness as well which i think is like really what creates the ripples in the world really really brings that because if we are not a state of peace in our own being how can we expect the world to be at peace mm. <laughs> so it's that's the challenge <laughs> mm. is to really find our inner peace mm. as we move through challenges which really opens up the portal to grace like mm. living a life in grace mm. and um yeah it's just a magnificent magnificent system it's really a, a, a system because we can go 
And it's incorporating this like yin, yin yang energies as well of, of really um, using a system that's kind of creating a, uh, a circuitry network mm. of kind of like intelligence and mind. But at the same time, that then fades for a moment. And then we get to really sit in and be receptive with that yin energy mm. and then feel into it. So it's like, well, what does this feel like to me? Mm. Instead of saying, it's really easy to go into, <clears throat> into these states of like, well, this chart says I'm this way. So now I'm this way. Mm. And so really like using this as like an inward lens rather than something that's just telling you what you are. Mm. <laughs> and the tea will really take you there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. The, that's why um, uh, we're just launching tortoise tea and uh, the website will be open here very soon. And it's using tea as a catalyst for contemplating the gene keys. And we're associating um different tea to different gene keys uh, through their frequencies and their energies. Mm. And uh, so we're super excited, That's cool. super excited to be bringing this um, out into the world. How, how have you gotten so close with Richard? Like what was the process like upon you walking your path and walking in tea and walking in yoga and walking in devotion that mm. you were one of the select few really <laughs> who get to work with Richard. Like how did that, how did that happen? Yeah. It's um, I think tea, tea was really my gateway drug. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Gateway medicine. You know, it's a good joke, but we're all drugs. You know, I think that that's Timothy Leary said, like we are, we are drugs. <laughs> Maybe that was Terrence McKenna. <laughs> but, or no, actually, that was Albert Einstein. Oh, anyway. <laughs> now, now the tea is beginning to flow. The tea is... Inward and outwardly. No, the... Um, I, I was first introduced to tea by Eric Nez and, uh, and David Heskin, uh, dear friends of mine, uh, painters and um, visionary painters. And I ended up... Um, getting blown away by a 1960s pu'er. We drank one pot for about 30 hours and straight. And Nez painted a whole painting and we drank udon noodle soup and had the curtains closed. So when we were coming out of our of our state we were tea for the listeners oh, as well of course, yeah this little, is a cup for you mm, yes we have a little offering thanks cup for here. being here with us you all get some 60s energy as well mm-hmm. yeah we call this uh i already feel the tea hitting me like three jewels <laughs> one cup yeah yeah one it's strong one cup mm-hmm. the um yes um so I had such a, a revelation, like the, the tea revealed, <laughs> that had such a revelation that I ended up um, afterwards just being so, just so, just so open 
And Nez said, well, if you want to, if you want to learn more about this, you should go to my tea master up in Portland. His name is Poe. Oh. Old Poe or mm -hmm. Poe Rosenberg mm -hmm. with Heaven's Tea. And so I think a week later, I already had a flight and I flew up there and I stared at a, uh, stayed at an Airbnb and I think I spent two weeks there drinking tea with Poe, came back with a whole bunch of tea and teaware and sat at this like little piece of wood and felt like I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> Which if, if you're new to tea, you, you'll understand you exactly like, wait, what is this teapot? What am I doing? And, but I was, what really was special was I was drinking very curated and very special and opening tea that had such spirit in it. It doesn't matter how you pour it. It could be in a jar, through a screen, <laughs> filtered by a spoon. In a thermos. In a thermos. It really doesn't matter. Like all these other things just bring in some ritual, bring in some like ways to express the tea in different ways. But that spirit is there. And that spirit really was transformational for me. And that was really my catalyst to go, wait, there's other things like sensing my body. Like that first time going to yoga, like, oh, I have toes. This was, tea was bringing these other realizations to my energetic body. I was like, wait, there's other things happening within this. Um, and so then I just kept going up to Portland I was like this traveling student with Poe and I would just go up there every couple of months for two weeks. And, <clears throat> and then I, I was invited to stay in the yurt, you know, and then I got closer to Wonderland, which that's, that's the community that it's in. And, um, and Elijah Parker's in that community as well. And, um, and a tea student of Poe's and, um, yeah, we just started creating connections because this is really what tea is about. It creates connections. This is what yoga is about. It creates connections as well. And, and then as I progressed and really worked on humbling myself and just being this, this, that's why I like tea monk is because I, I don't even assume to, that I know what I'm doing. <laughs> And it's something Poe and I talk about all the time. It's like, nobody knows what they're doing, actually. <laughs> but we're all having fun doing it and exploring. And there's a sense of mastery in that energy. And the more that we are able to express that, the more our essence and our spirit gets to shine. And then it knows what we're doing. Mm. You know, like mm -hmm. spirit gets to connect with us. And then we really know what we're doing, even though we kind of like don't know what we're doing. <laughs> It's really beautiful uh, paradox. So many things are paradoxes that way. So, so then years go by, I think um, years and years go by. And, and I was approached by Elijah uh, to, um, uh, to be asked if I wanted to take part in this, this uh, tea company, but this tea practice that we want to share with the world of this this connection because it's really easy to go into old tradition which is very beautiful and it's good to know um and it's 
it's it's good to know the culture and the methods and the methodology 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 <laughs> in the sense of 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 the culture and the community that that it really comes from of those Taoist cultures in southern China and thousands of years old and that connection and it's very important to really connect with that as well out of respect but we're now you know and we like I'm an American you know <laughs> grew up in Guatemala but um, there's this, how do we carry these things now with still like using that culture, using that tradition, but bringing these things to now in our own unique way of doing it as well, mm. while still having form and the formless. Mm -hmm. So this is this kind of new way of, we, we call it tea from the heart. And so it really just breaks down all those barriers of what you're supposed to do. And it's all about the connection mm -hmm. to the spirit, to the tea, and then sharing that out into the world. So I think really working with that energy and really feeling that essence of tea um, has really brought me um, that embodiment, so to speak, that created that alignment for me to be called into that mm. and so I went up to New York to to meet Richard and um and connect with him and um there we were there we were there for a couple of weeks um the assemblage and uh, he was releasing his new book uh, the art of contemplation mm -hmm. and that's what this tea company and tea practice is also centered and based around is the art of contemplation and it's a really great book. Yeah. You could find it. It's amazing. So you yeah. had your tea set up with you and you served him tea. And yes, that's where it began. That's where it began. Wow. That's so cool. I haven't heard that story before. That's awesome. And um, so, yeah, and he'd already had tea with Poe. Poe had already gone and done a retreat over in Scotland. And so then after that, I was, I was asked to go do um, a tea at this retreat and partake in this retreat at this beautiful manor in Scotland near the Loch Ness. Um, and, um, and, and went there and it was such a opening experience for me and, and, and also a window into like where I can refine myself. This is constantly like teaching me that like my work is not done. You know, it's constantly like, like working on myself, but a peaceful way of, of working through these different things and, and learning and being open and connecting and listening. What gene key aligns with that of constantly working on yourself? I ask because hmm. I feel the yogis, the practitioners who are our yoga revealed audience, they're yogis, they're practitioners. They may, and most of them also might be teachers. So hmm. I find that anybody that has a daily practice is constantly working on themselves. And I believe anyone that goes to yoga, be it once a week or even once a month, there's a depth of constantly working on yourself, mm. right? Mm -hmm. Different degrees and shades, sure. However, the, 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 the wholeness of wanting to work on yourself, I feel is so pure and genuine. Mm. And I wonder... Yeah, if I say that as a piece of, of our audience to relate to this question mm -hmm. for, for the gene keys as well, if there's curiosity there, what gene key aligns with 
working on yourself? Mm. Hey, man, all 64. <laughs> <laughs> but I just pulled a card here and, and it's uh, returning to the one, you know, and this is the essence of yin yin energy and these are gene key cards mm-hmm. yeah it's a gene key deck and they're all 64 and they they give us a nice little little window into into it as well um yeah um i think that this this um orientation and unity i think unity is really like what a lot of us are are striving for um and i think what a, a lot of us and the idea of trust as well like trust Trust in everything. Trust in that, like your drive. Trust in your mm-hmm. your your drive to refine yourself. Trust in the challenges that we meet every day. Mm-hmm. Trust the bad things that happen to us. It's difficult to say, mm-hmm. you know. Like, yeah. but trust everything, and you know. And I think that even your doubt, yeah, and trust your doubt. It contains the gift. Mm-hmm. Like, um we'll say like doubt that's, and that's a very yoga. That's the tantras. So like that energy of doubt, if we trust it, we're using that energy to move through, to find the clear, to, to find that's the inquiry. So this would be jinky 63. So this would be about using doubt to get to truth through the gift of inquiry. Mm. So we now get to inquire and through that inquiry, we find our inner truth mm. because that's really where truth and wisdom lies is in that, that center space. Mm. And that's the Mandrushi short. Right. And uh, I wonder in regards of say where we are as just in the world right now, mm. you know, there's where we're, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't have the comments perhaps to, reflect on where I feel we are. However, what would the gene keys say in reflection to where we are? What's a good gene key that you feel, you know, right now we're in Mercury retrograde and Saturn retrograde. Mm-hmm. They're intense times. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just least to stay. What, what gene key do you feel is present to, to share with, with our audience? Mm. Yeah, like right now, especially through like the challenge that the whole world and and our culture and our society has been really going through is, um, yeah, I, I would say I would say this one and Richard as well too. It's this. Can you speak to it? So this is about um, changing the world from the inside. And in Buddhism, this would be the Dzogchen principle of change the way you look at it and change your entire world. Mm-hmm. So we realize so much it is perspective, but it's really challenging, you know, and, and how it has its mirrors through forgiveness and understanding. But the idea of, of the, the shadow of reaction wants to change the world on the outside without actually changing the world on the inside. And that's maybe what I was touching a little bit about. If we can find that peace inside of ourselves, like real true inner peace, and then bring that out into the world. And then that ripples, you know, then we share that peace with a friend, you know, and we can't forget our humanity. We're in samsara, (laughs) 
but the idea is we can find nirvana within samsara. And that's that, you know, inner, inner transmutation, accessing the transfiguration inside of us. Like we really are able to get that, that lens and that view of, of a perfect world in this movement from perfectly imperfect to perfectly perfect. If we don't stare and pick at a static point as we move through time. You know, we really get to see the perfection and the hierarchy of life organizing itself, like really organizing itself into this sequence of that releases beauty and creativity in the world. Like, so we can, if we just shift that perspective, that's why that one's called the healing power of the mind. We're using the mind to be able to look and shift how we think about things a little bit which then if we find that peace, then we can like shift things even more. It's just going to be on the, the more of the subtle energetic levels and it ripples out into the world. And really imagine if we only had 20% of the world doing that, what impact that would make on the world. 30%. Wow. 40% of us doing this, of really like that bodhisattva energy of like, cool, we found our peace. That's the bodhisattva. Like, found its peace. It has this ability to go to the astral level, to the white light planes, but it chooses to come back and for the benefit of all beings. And at that point, what else is there? Mm. But other than creativity, like actually like bringing creativity and beauty into the world, mm. you know, and, and, and helping other, other beings and other people that are, that, only just need that's this like people don't need help they just need love mm. like returning so to the one yeah we don't need to help anyone <laughs> gets me a little choked up you know because mm. we just need love and it's kind of a kind of a cliche at this point and it's a Beatles song and things but like it's very it's just the truth of it all and so if we can really just work on ourselves, and I think that that's bringing back to what you were speaking about, I think that that's what people are doing on their mats. Mm. I think that's what I'm really doing here as I'm sitting and drinking tea and, and working with jinkies. I think that's what I'm doing when we're at Red Rocks bouncing around to some music, you know, and that's what we're doing when we're like bringing in superfoods, you know, and like and we're really working on creating that inner peace within ourselves and that stability, that core stability that lets us like bring beauty energy into the world. Mm. Yeah. Wow. It's beautiful. Profound. It's good tea. <laughs> it, is good. <laughs> it is good tea. Thank you. Tibetan wow. wisdom in this yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. And not just like, and even they're tapping into the world wisdom. Yeah. Well, I know we could keep talking forever. Oh goodness! Yeah. And uh, and we will, especially now after a few cups. <laughs> and, and we we will still do that. And you know, I'd love to transition our conversation with Yoga Revealed to a certain um, a certain close. But I'd love to before I ask the final question. I'm curious. I would like to ask you. Like, let's say some listeners here are really curious. 
to welcome this into their life in a whole new way. They can go to Gene Keys, they can get their mm. free profile. That's super cool. And you know, we'll be able to put your your Instagram tag on this on this on this description so people can reach out to you and mm. connect with you and maybe share some takeaways or mm. some conversation starters with you. Mm. Let's say someone's like, I want to start tea. I know that we have some comp- comp- contemplation sets <laughs> available. Is that something that the Yoga Revealed family could could acquire through through you, through me, through us? Yes, definitely. Cool. Yeah, we could work something out. Um, That's amazing. The the website is just about to launch, so some of those logistics are so it might be more right direct. There. DMing. Might be a little bit more direct right now. Cool. But, but yeah, anything to bring bring people closer to tea and closer to um, this connection with uh, gene keys and tea, which is really in this art of contemplation. I like, love it. We're all about it. I mean, um, Richard is doing uh, fr- uh, Fridays or Thursdays on Clubhouse, I think at 1 p.m. Oh, wonderful. Um, and um, If you uh, need for- an invite to Clubhouse, DM me on Instagram. I got you. Yeah. I've got and- like 20. And Richard speaks on there. So he's just such a, a master of the heart, you know, and connecting with people. And like... What time is that on? That's at 1 p.m. On Fridays mm-hmm. at 1 p.m. <clears throat> Pacific? Um, or Mountain Standard Time. That's every Friday at 1. Uh, yes, every Thursday at oh, 1. Oh, every Thursday at 1. And then right wow. now he's doing uh, YouTube uh, uh, live on Fridays at 1. Cool. Um, but you could tag in on genekeys.com um, for resources. And then you can also go to the YouTube Gene Keys, which is lots of information there. And Richard is just releasing so many videos of late um, on there as well. And you get, uh, there's a lot of information on the Gene Keys YouTube. And um, yeah, and then there's the club that just started uh, on clubhouse yeah. so it's grown yeah it's, <laughs> it's, it's cool. grown yeah, yeah. Are, i think we're a little uh, about two thousand people i yeah. think and just like a couple of weeks that it's open yeah then we have a retreat online retreat we just got done with a six-month retreat with wow. the venus sequence um which is super affordable i think that one was two hundred dollars for six months of retreat online retreat and which has these rooms that we get to contemplate and connect with other people and other people on this journey, exploring and heart relating and um, understanding the sequences as well. Um, and these pathways to transformation. And, um, and there's also um, uh, a retreat coming up uh, in July. Registration is open right now. You can see that on the website and that's for the genius sequence. And that's four months long. And I think it's only a hundred dollars and it's four months long. And, um, it really, it's about setting the foundation of like, uh, of where we're at. So working with our sun and our earth placements and really like finding like our life's work, finding our evolution, finding our radiance, like what really fulfills us and, um, and our purpose, which if you also look at the chart, they're kind of like the chakras yeah. that are str- that are, are, that are yeah. just spread out, you know? So like um, there's a lot of correlations there and uh, there's just so much stuff happening in the Gene Keys world right now. So cool. And so much that's going to be revealed uh, uh, 
as we all go through it as well. And maybe one day we'll be able to get Richard on the podcast too. Oh, definitely. That would be really cool. No, it will happen actually. That would yeah. be so sweet. I know I it look will. forward to that. Yeah, it won't it. be long. Well, I fi- final question, my brother, that I love asking people because it, it, I think it extracts your own genius of service to others from your experience in, in life as a soul and your human, human planet and your human body in this planet. Uh, what, what's one golden nugget? There's one golden nugget that you want to give to the listeners as they continue on their journey, you know, as, as intentional beings seeking to evolve and expand. What's one, mm. one golden nugget, big, deep, small, shallow, or whatever it is, mm. something of resonance for you. Be kind and gentle on yourself mm. and ourselves as we move through these stages and as the world moves through its stages, just bringing some kindness in. We can actually share anything that needs to be shared of our truth with another person if it's done with kindness. Mm. So that's that's a big thing for me right now. Mm. And especially as just the world is going through its phases, you know, just, yeah, be, be kind Mm. and (laughs) compassion really, you know, but being, being kind Mm. when we share our truth. Thank you. Thank you, brother. brother. Love you. Love you too. Namaste, my family. Thank you so much for tuning in to Yoga Revealed and see you next time. Omar Rapasana DDD. Thank you so much for listening to the Yoga Revealed podcast. My name is Alec Michelle Rubin, and I am ever grateful for the moments of time that you give myself, our interviewees, and Andrew. We love you, and we are truly grateful for you. If you are inspired to connect with Kirsten directly, just direct message him on Instagram at T Templar. He can hook you up with your own introductory tea set, tea, and even teach you how to pour tea. It's quite an amazing practice, especially for our lifestyle of being yoga practitioners and or teachers. And for the month of August, my beautiful partner, Annie, and I are leading a 30-day yoga retreat online and in person for those in Colorado. Vitalize your life. 30 days, an optimal health reset. 30 days of nutrition, weekly education, meditation, breath work on Zooms and in person with our one-day mountain retreat in Nederland, Colorado, on private, beautiful forested land. And if you are interested in this or want to hear more information about it, please DM me at Alec Love Life Yoga on Instagram and we can get a conversation going. If you're in Colorado or out of Colorado, it can still work for you. And stay tuned for the winter of 2021 and the spring of 2022, where Andrew Seely and I will be creating some in-person retreats, trainings, and workshops before Envision Music Festival in Costa Rica to bring the Yoga Revealed family together for the first time ever. Until then, stay strong, hold the light, embrace your practice, and remember, we are always stronger than we think. Your brother Alec is sending you love from Colorado. Peace, peace. See you next time.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.